Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined as ever by my friend and the founder and CEO of Startups.com, Will Schroeder. Will, we talk to lots of founders, which is probably the understatement of the day, if not the week, maybe the month. Um, we talked to lots and lots and lots and lots of founders. And I know one of the areas that we, we spend a lot of time talking to, uh, founders early stage and sometimes even, you know, second and third timers is this concept of like, I'm working on the idea. I keep looking for the idea. I'm trying to find the perfect idea. You know, I just keep going back and back. I filled out 15 business model canvases and crumpled them all up and thrown them into the fireplace. Like, what is it that gets us stuck here? And, and what should we actually be doing? What should we be actually thinking about in this moment as opposed to like the next big idea? Where do we go from there? Like when we find ourselves stuck at that point, what's, what's the actual next step? I think what's screwing with us is, let's say we want to get from uh, Connecticut to California. Sounds and good. What we're trying to think of is, okay, what's the first step, you know, uh, what's, what, what's the perfect path to getting there? You know, this, this, this perfect idea that I've thought of. And the reality is, it kind of doesn't matter, yeah. right? Like, whatever yeah. idea we have right now is going to change anyway. But where we, we throw ourselves off is the idea, which we're spending so much time trying to perfect, is just a mechanism. It's a mechanism to get us somewhere, yes. right? Yes to create a life that we want. It's a mechanism to let us not have to do things we don't want to do. It's a mechanism right. to make me feel feel the way we want to feel. It does right. all these things, but we never talk about that stuff. That's right. 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 We're, People inherently think that the idea is just about the idea and what the business ends up being when right. what we're really trying to do, to your point, is change our own circumstances in some way. Yes, impact the world. Yes, change things. Yes, do good. But at the end of the day it really is about the transformation of the founder as much as it is about the idea. And we leave right. all of that by the wayside as we whiteboard ourselves to death over exactly how we're going to get from Connecticut to California. All right, so before we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know, what we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you want to dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there. I, I think, you know, in, in sticking with this analogy, we are so hung up on the business model, right? Yeah. We want to be this for that, right? You know, yep. and we want this, this beautiful business model that's going to, you know, <laughs> right. it's just this genius idea. And, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with having that. But when I talk to founders who are in this stage, whether they're first-time founders or whether they've done this a bunch of times, always ask them the same questions. Assuming whatever idea you have or don't have works, yes. what will life be like for you? Well, I'll right. be successful. Okay, no, that's still just a mechanism. Not, right. uh, not the right answer. Also um, a very poorly defined one, because what does that mean? <laughs> correct, <laughs> right? That's like saying, I'll be successful. I just want to go west. I don't even yeah. where it's taking me, right? <laughs> I just, I'm on, I'm on the East. I want to go West. And that's, yep. th that's all the thought I've put into this, right? So what I, what I want to drill down with today, uh, and what I talk to founders about, and Ryan, you and I go through the same uh, catharsis with folks, is that I want to be able to say, let's take the idea, the, the business model, whatever, off the table for a second. Yep. Let's talk instead 
about what we want the, this business to achieve. And then guess what? Once you start to work backward from what you're actually trying to achieve in life, you find a whole bunch of stuff that you thought might be a cool business idea that once right. you know where you're trying to get, it doesn't sink at all. Yes. On the other hand, there's a much higher probability that you're going to wind up in a spot where what your business idea is, and we'll give you some examples like our own, actually is in sync with what you'd love to do. Yes. Had you given it just a little bit of thought. And so right. today we'll walk through exactly what that series of questions, that battery of questions look like. What, what are those themes that you have to think through? And really, what are some of the costs of not having thought through this and just kind of yeah. going guns in because you just want to start a startup. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I would also say though that there's a, there's a case to be made for the opposite, which is that sometimes we overthink this, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly the part around the plan that we just keep planning and planning and planning and planning and planning. And guess what? You're never going to leave Connecticut if you don't yeah, right. stop exactly. planning and start taking some action. To your point, it's going to change a thousand times, Right. I-70 is going to be closed somewhere along the way, or you're just not going to want to drive across Kansas and right. something's yeah, you, you going to change your way through this. You can't, you can't, what you can do is, is plan to take action. Yeah. Whatever your idea is right now, it's just a mechanism to get started. Yes. But that doesn't even matter because my concern and Ryan, what you and I talk through a lot is building a business model. And by way of that building a business that you're going to spend all of your, your time and in, in, in yes. effort into that isn't aligned with what you're actually trying to achieve personally, right? Uh, professionally, if you can call it that, um, is a huge waste of time. You're, it you're is. totally misaligned with where you're headed. And I got to right. say, for all the founders that I talk to and, and walk through this with, I can't, I, I'm, I'm being generous when I say maybe 10% have answers to any of this, which kills right. me. And, and, and I'll say this with 100% certainty. I didn't give this a lick of thought every bit of 20 years. So this, this isn't me like, <laughs> right. like pointing to everybody else and, and being like, oh my God, you know, yeah, you did something wrong. The only reason I know this is true is because I did it wrong lo much longer than probably most people will ever do it wrong. And I learned my lesson, which is yeah. part of the reason we're here. Um, and so, Ryan, first things first. When we, when we talk about um, all the different aspects of what we're trying to get people to unpack with this North Star where do you, just, I'm curious, where do you tend to open up with, uh, when you're asking folks, you know, how to take a better path? I, you know, a lot of times it's, it's kind of a time-based thing. It's like, you know, when you're looking back at this 15 years from now, like what, what do you want to have, have, have happened, right? What is it that should have occurred in order to make this future state true? And it's a future state that you're actually happy in, right? Which is just a different way of asking them, what did you want to achieve? Right. And it typically starts out with them immediately talking about something that the business has accomplished. And I try to redirect that back into no, 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 you, what have, what have you achieved in this period? What is different about your life at this point? We'll talk about how the business enabled, empowered, um, and, and, and enforced that change and transformation. But it really starts with something along those lines, right? It's really trying to understand how do they see this future state and this transformation so that we can at least start to draw some vectors around directions to head, right? Because if you're still not even sure that you want to head to California, I can't even tell you, go West, right? <laughs> like at that point, it's like, I don't know, right? I don't know. You don't know where you, don't know where you want to get to at all. Um, you can't see that future state. It's really hard to take steps in that direction. So it's, it's about kind of unpacking 
as cliche as it may sound, like what are some of the hopes and dreams you have for your life, right? And, and, or for your family. Um, and just to, to jump back a step to what we were talking about around this over planning and, you know, trying to get it exactly right on the, you know, the, the, the business model, um, that can also lock you into a path that may be counter to what your life changes to want to be over time. Because certainly right. the aspirations I had as a 19 year old were different than I had at a 25 year old as a 31 year old as a now a 42 year old, the aspirations have changed along the way. And so, so what did the answers, right? And so luckily, um, be, because we've, we've been fortunate enough to be entrepreneurs and to be founders and to be able to have agency in these decisions and right. not having been fixed into some like business model where it was just set in stone. This is exactly what I'm going to do. And it's going to achieve everything I ever wanted. Um, turns out I didn't know the answers to either of those things at the time. Right. So it's about right. projecting out what you think you want to have happen. And then the age old, you know, the age old, you know, trick, just keep asking why. Right. I just keep asking right. why that's what they want. And you eventually kind of get down to some core things um, that are really these fundamental principles uh, of what they want to achieve and why, you know, what's, what's driving this individual. Um, and sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes I don't. Right. But that's not for me to decide. That's what's going to set their path. That's what's going to dictate, you know, what their approach to all of this looks like. And I can help in either way. Um, but that's usually where it starts for me. How, how, how different is your approach? Well, here's, here's what I've learned, Ryan, is it takes just as much time to build a business that accomplishes none of your goals <laughs> as it does for one that aligns perfectly yep. with it. That's, that's sure. the part that's missing. When yeah. I started my first company, um, I had no, no understanding that I could actually, I didn't even know you could pick your own goals. I was like, right. I'm broke. This will make me unbroke. That's my, <laughs> that's there it the is. business. That's all Goal there is to set. it, right? Got it. Yep. And, and so- it didn't even occur to me, like I said, that that any any of my other wants were even on the table. And so that's part of this discussion, right. folks that are listening. I'm gonna make it very clear. You can spend just as much time with this big idea and get none of what you're really trying to accomplish accomplished. And, and, and folks are gonna push back and think, no, that's not true. You know, uh, I wanna be independently wealthy. I, you know, I wanna create these professional goals, et cetera. Of course you do. Who wouldn't? We're not saying you don't wanna do that. Right. What we're saying is, what if you could do that and accomplish 10 other things that you were actually trying to do if you gave it like five seconds of thought, which most <laughs> people do not. And so, but here's the other side of it. You know, we'll take that off the table for a second. The other side of it is that by setting out exactly what you do and don't want to achieve, it makes finding your idea a thousand times easier. Right. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. When we started startups.com almost 10 years ago, what, what became of startups.com, kind of the genesis of it, was I was in a position where I'd done a bunch of startups and none of them made me happy, right? Good, yep. good exit, bad exit, whatever. I felt like I was on this, this hamster wheel where nothing would change, right? No matter how many times I, I ran, I wound up at the same spot on the hamster yep. wheel. And it drove me insane. And so finally I was like, let me stop the part where I just come up with good ideas or what I think right. are good ideas or business models or whatever, because I did it eight times now. And that part clearly didn't get me any further. It sounded cool because I could come up with a business idea nobody had thought of, but it didn't get me anywhere. So what right. am I missing? So I'm sitting there on the whiteboard and I'm trying to come up with business ideas like I normally do because it's all I know, right? And one day I was like, okay, I'm getting nowhere. 
what if I try something else? Instead, what is this really trying to achieve? And this, this is where I went down the rabbit hole. This is where it changed everything. This was the red pill, blue pill moment, right? <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait Which a minute. Which one was it, by the way? I never, I never remember. I can never no, remember shit. that scene well, well enough to remember what, <laughs> which, which, plu, which uh, pill matters. Anyway, so I, um, uh, I end up starting to write down all of these things that had nothing to do with the business idea. Right. And I said, right. what do I want to get out of this? And I was like, well, I actually, I, I love talking to people. I'm a super outgoing person and I love chatting with people. I love helping people. And then I was like, well, who do I love helping? And, 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 and yeah. I'll be honest, kind of just founders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I would love to say I love to help so many different people. I, I'm only good at one thing and that's helping founders. And when I'm doing it, which is like all the time, I'm so happy. Yes. And this, that's where all this started to come from. Again, this wasn't, if this were a business idea, it would be the dumbest business idea because all I knew at the time is talking to founders makes me happy. How can I get paid to do that for the rest of my life? Or can right. I, right? Can you? I don't really yeah. want to be a consultant and I don't really want to be like a venture capital guy. And I was like, there's got to be something there. But here's where it got interesting, Ryan. The moment I, I locked in on what I was actually trying to do without knowing how I was going to get there, yeah. Everything started to fall into place. Sure. Right? You've now got because a guide. At that point, right. I wasn't saying I just want to go west. I was like, I specifically want to be in California. And now I started to think, okay, what's the best route to get there? But it changed because I stopped thinking about business ideas. Business ideas yeah. being like the equivalent of, of roads on the map, right? Right. And I knew exactly what I was trying to get out of it, even if I didn't know how to get there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's... Um, what do you think changed? Like what, what finally led you to that moment? Was it just the, the realization that you'd done this enough times that just coming up with business models wasn't really going to get you there? I get that moment. And, and I, and I remember a similar one in, in my own life. And I want to, I want to hear from you. What was it that made it stick that time? Because for me, it wasn't the first right. time that I'd considered it, right? It wasn't like this was a brand new idea that like, Hey, maybe I should think about myself in all of this. But what was it about this time that made it actually stick for you? What made you decide that time? It's like, hey, I'm going to break this apart into two pieces. I'm really going to consider myself in this. How did you get to that point where you felt okay? We talk about permission a lot on, on right. startup therapy. And I think that there was right. some, some permission happened there, right? Was this a conversation with somebody else? Was this you giving yourself permission? What allowed you in that moment to say, I'm going to think about me. That's okay. I, I kept playing the same movie through. Right. I kept saying, okay, <laughs> yeah. I just did this like five times in the last seven years starting right. other companies. And, and and I feel shittier. Like even though I was successful, I actually feel shitty. Like what happened? Yeah. And so I just it, I felt so it's like a, such a massive waste of time to go down this down, you know, down this path again, knowing full well, I mean, once you've done it eight times, like how many more times do you have to, you know, to right. run through this gauntlet? to realize that you can't win. And, and I, it just occurred to me that like my, my objectives were broken, right? Yeah. I, I didn't have it. I'm picturing, I mean, I'm picturing the honest, movie Groundhog Day with nine more days added to it. It does not make it a better movie. It makes it far I, worse, in fact. If I, we, I don't know. I and so just because I was so frustrated with, I didn't know what idea I wanted to pursue at all. Yeah. Um, and, and because I was so frustrated that every time I thought I would just have to find an idea and the rest would take care of itself, it yep. never, ever did. Yeah. At some point I started to say, okay, there's gotta be some other angle that I'm missing. 
And this was specifically it. Here's the cool thing about this. Once you start to lay out all of the things that you're trying to achieve, it makes picking an idea super easy because guess what? For the first time, you've got criteria. Yeah. For example, like Ryan, when I said, hey, I know I want to be talking to founders all day. That's such useful criteria. Yes. Right? And then I started to say, well, okay, let's let's throw paths at that, right? One path. Um, could I be a consultant? Did that before. Hated it, right? Yeah. Okay, that one's off the table. Could I be a VC? I would suck at it. Take that off the table, right? <laughs> and so now I had criteria to, right. to throw against my idea. And here's the important difference. Prior to that, the criteria would be these things like, is does the business model have a SaaS or revenue model or a recur- recurring right. model, right? Right, With right, the right. LTV, and I had these business metrics for what a good idea would be. What I missed in that is even if they made it past those metrics, I still would feel like shit when it was all over. Because I didn't have the other metrics. The ones that were more important. The The ones that actually matter. The ones I was looking for. Yep. Because as we've said before, this is just, you know, the the business is just a conduit to something else, right? We've talked about it, right? Like it's just a conduit to something else, right? It's a conduit to providing value to people, providing value to ourselves as the founders, right? Just like money is a conduit, right? Making money doesn't matter unless you have something important you want to spend it on, right? Having more money matters even less unless you have something else you need to spend it on, right? And it's the same thing here. If you get caught up just in the success metrics that only point to the success of the business, is it really a success, right? In these types of businesses where the founders are inextricable from the business itself, right? right? If the founder doesn't feel successful, if they don't feel happy, if they don't feel transformed in the way they wanted to at the end, you have accomplished nothing other than aging, right? Which right. you can do in a lot of easier ways than being a founder um, and, and, and at a much slower pace as well. Here's a bunch of filters that people use that actually aren't good filters. For example, yeah. I want to make money. Dude, you just described every business ever, right? That is yeah. not a filter. Right. <laughs> right. Like it's it's also called a job, any, right? Like yeah, that's the fastest way to make money. Go get a job. To make money. Yep. Useless filter, right? I want to work for myself. You just described all of entrepreneurship. You <laughs> that is not yep. a filter, right? Right. That's the point. Like, you know, I I want something that has recurring revenue. There's a million businesses that have recurring revenue, right? Yep. You're not getting anywhere. The compass needle is still just filters. spinning 360 degrees. There is no North Star in any of that, right? It can't make you say, because all you have to do is simply apply a couple of simple questions to any of those, and you'll realize it doesn't get you to a binary yes or a no, right? That's what, to me, that's what a true North Star does, is anytime I compare the thought, the idea, the, the, the product, the, even just the path towards the product, the, the higher, whatever it is, when I compare that to the North star, it should be as binary as possible. And it should be an easy filter. It should help me say yes or no with very, very few questions asked, right? It keeps us pointed in that right direction. So the time spent, the time invested in defining that will save you so much bloody time down the road because you won't be belaboring the questions by asking and using the wrong metrics. Like you just said, you're, you're asking the wrong right. questions. You're applying the wrong frameworks to these things. Um, and you won't even know that, right? And you'll spend a lot right. of time going through analysis that turns out doesn't fucking matter, right? That feels right. good to know that I just spent a whole bunch of time, you know, figuring something out that didn't need figuring, right? No thanks. Well, also the, the more specific your goals are, Right the easier it is to map things to them. For example, people say, well, I want to have a a huge exit. 
you pr- by the way, this is <laughs> we, we we joke about this all the time. Yeah, you you do not need a huge exit to change your life dramatically, you right? And, and so when people say I need a huge exit, we always push back and we say, well, specifically, what do you need it you know to achieve? Well, I want to buy a nice house. I want to have savings. I want to have fu money. I want whatever. That right. is geometrically less money than you think it is. Than you think it is. Yep. In which case, like if you had a $3 million business throwing off a million dollars a year, you would be hard pressed to find things that you cannot buy, right? It buys right. you almost everything, right? Yep. In this life. Um, yep. Are there like, you know, private jets and islands uh, that don't come with that? Sure. Guess what? Yeah. You can work a little bit harder, I guess, once you get to that milestone to go get those right. as well. <laughs> Not knock at it, right? Right. But- if, if you were to say, well, damn, dude, all I really need is a $3 million business throwing off a million dollars a year. Do you know if there's like, like, uh, landscaping companies that do that? Right? Oh, like, lots you, you of service-based businesses? businesses doing this. Yes. Yeah, yes. For that matter, you don't even have to be novel, right? Right. You could start buying up franchises and do that. Yep. I mean, like if that's what you're actually trying to achieve and you're smart enough to know this is the specific goal I'm trying to get to down yeah. to the penny if your goals are just financial, you're overthinking the big idea. Right. You know, I, you I would need argue a big for, idea. Mo- right, for most founders, you don't need a big idea. You nope. need an idea. And you need an idea and some execution. For the rest of your life. And you'll yep. get what you want. But again, we overcomplicate this stuff because we don't tie it to goals. And if we don't have goals, we say dumb shit. Like, I need to have an IPO, <laughs> right? Right. Why? Right. And, yeah. and, and again, how is that going to help do, you? Yeah. If those are your needs, if, if you need a $40 million house in Bel Air and, and you need a fleet of jets and yeah, you actually do need an IPO. You like that. Um, I'm going to guess 99.99% of people listening to this podcast don't need that outcome. Um, by the way, I know a bunch of people who have done it. They didn't need it either. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> now they've got it. Now they're like, it. you know what? Didn't need it. Not any happier. Right, right. And in fact, we have, we have cases of, of, of people that we know personally who've done this and are less happy. Post, of course. Yeah. Right? yeah, and, and we've done whole episodes just on that yes. alone. But, but what we're saying is do not go into this without the North star. Right. If you haven't defined the North star, yep. you are wasting your time. Take yes. it from me. Ryan, you've gone through the same thing. We've worked yep. with founders doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we see it all the time. You know, by the way, I just want to mention if what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often. You actually can. You know, we're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So any question you would have or maybe some problem you just want to work through, we're here and we love this stuff. And we're easy to find. You know, head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking. Let's flip it, Ryan, because this is, this is another part that I really enjoy. A lot of founders sometimes don't know exactly what they want to achieve. It's kind of hard to sometimes pin these things down. Yep. But everyone knows what they want to avoid. Sure. Right. So, That's so let's talk great about that. Point on the star. It's yeah. Actually, kind of yep. more important. Yeah. What do What did we want to avoid, Ryan? Like, what are some of the the big things that you can recall us talking about in the early days? Oh man, we talked about you know not wanting to be beholden to anybody. So you know, capital raising and things like that was off the table. Um, yep. You know, we didn't want to work with jerks, uh, and we still don't, and we still refuse to. Um, you know, we didn't. Not easy have to do, by the way. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It turns out there's no shortage in, in supply. Um, and sometimes the, they're us. Yeah. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. But, you know, it was, it was things like that, you know, they were, and they were pretty obvious, 
right? And, and again, like they were good in terms of, of helping to define the North Star because they were specific, right? Because right. They, they gave us clear guidance on, on things like the, the no jerks rule, right? Like, should we hire this person? Their performance is fantastic. Like, look at what they, all they accomplished. They walk in for the first interview and they're a jerk right off the bat. And it's like, this doesn't usually go the other way. People don't walk in and like, let me test what will happen if I act like a jerk on the first day. <laughs> and then I'll go back to my, my, my sugar sweet self for the rest of my career with this company. Um, and so we're like, you know what? Kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. You'd probably really be great at this role. Um, and we'd probably really regret having you here every day afterwards. And so those kind of things make it really, really easy. Right. The, the thing about not wanting to be beholden to anybody else, Pretty right. simple, right? The minute you take on capital, we've said it before, you're hiring your boss. The investors are right. now your boss. Right. We didn't want that. We wanted right. to avoid that. And, and we have, and we don't regret that at all. So th those are the, those are the kind of the big ones. Um, tons of other little things that we said we didn't want to have to do. Um, you know, we didn't want to have to work from an office every day of the week. Yep. Right. So we stopped doing that. Long time and ago, before it was fashion. Long time, yeah, right. Well, yeah, this was well. We were we were wearing bell bottoms in the uh, in the in the eighties, like between the two <laughs> periods where they were cool. Um, well, you know, Ryan, uh, what I love about the "What do you want to avoid?" is it actually starts to create a very concrete north star, yes. right? Because, for example, I hated working with clients, right? And just yep. I love customers, I hate clients. Right. The difference being customers are somebody that pay us a hundred dollars. And if they hate us, love us, whatever they can go in our business go, kind of goes on the same. Clients are the people who know if they leave and take their business with them, you're <laughs> yeah. screwed. Right? right. So you pretty much work for them at the agency. Uh, my first agency, uh, we had a client that will, that will not be named, um, that held basically half of our payroll, right? Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and they knew very well, it's kind of why they hired us, if I'm being honest, uh, that yep. if they pulled, right, um, that, that our whole agency would implode overnight. And they yep. used that to great effect every single day for sure. years upon years upon years. It's a we hell were of a lot marionette, of right? Yep. And got to tell you, hated every minute of it. And, and that was a very concrete North Star. Not going to yeah. do that again. Right. right. <laughs> worked with, uh, worked with actually some great investors. Um, and so, uh, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I had a terrible, um, uh, experience with investors because I really didn't, even when things didn't work out, I got to say, you know, it's a pretty uh, solid investors. However, however, despite that, and this isn't their fault, by the way, this, this one's on me, but it was definitely part of the North star. Never wanted to work with investors again, not because yep. anything that they did wrong, but because I didn't like waking up in the morning or going to bed at night saying, I wonder what they think my business should do. Or yes. even better, when they would call me and say as much, here's what your business <laughs> right. should do. Here's what you should be doing right now. And I was like, you know, I never got that call or had that conversation, hung up the phone, go, ah, man, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, so glad, glad they that called happened. Me, told me right. what to do, right? right? Never, never made me feel good. And, and Ryan, one of the, um, the mechanisms I use when I think through this is I always picture being at dinner with my wife and telling her about my day. And I think about when I was talking about stuff that frustrated me, what was it? What right? were those things? And if it was yeah. thematic, if I kept bringing up the same thing thematically all the time, I said, hmm, what if I could live a life where I don't have to talk about that at dinner? Because right. I took it out of <laughs> yep. my plan, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> and so clients, right? Where I would have right. said, oh my God, you know, our uh, big client, um, you drug us through the mud again. I have to be in all these meetings. This is killing me, et cetera. And I'm like, huh, if I just say I'll never work with clients again, I'll never have that conversation Don't have to again. do that anymore. Yep. And, he- and here's the unlock. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at this. The unlock is the way to be happier is stop doing shit that doesn't make you happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hmm. Complicated. Can you walk me through that out. one more time, Will? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's tough. You'd never think it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spend time doing the things that you do enjoy and the things that you know make you unhappy. Just stop doing them, right? Like this is, this is, this is, and, and you know, I think that it's, it's interesting, but these are really like the, 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 the two rails that point us right at that North star, right? What do I want to achieve on, right. on one side? What do I want to avoid on the other? And, and then you just follow that off into the distance and that becomes that, that vanishing point, that perspective point. Um, and it becomes really clear what falls inside and what falls outside those lines. Um, right. and anything that falls outside them just needs to be excluded, um, kind of summarily, right? You, right. you shouldn't right. have flexibility on this. And this is, this is what we start to see happen. Um, I've certainly seen people start off with, with, with this intent in mind, with the good North star and then things come along opportunistically and they decide to jump on those because it meant more cash or being able to hire some more people um, or whatever it was that in the moment felt good, but fell outside those guidelines and led to at least short-term pain, if not long-term tragedy for the business. And that's why right. once you've defined these things, it's not that things can't change, but there are fundamentals that that really you know, where we see, and like the, the example I used earlier about hiring, right? Like hiring a jerk, like, you know, we just really need to push some sales volume. Let's just, let's just bite the bullet. Let's take, let's take this person on. Um, yeah. even though we know they're Dude, not a good cultural fit, let's get the performance right. And then, and then we'll fix it later. And it never happens. And then the sales organization grows out of control. Culture goes bad. And you continuously pay for it, right? That becomes the thing you're talking about at dinner, which you had promised yourself years before you would not do, right? And so once right. you do set these things in stone, try to keep them there, right? Try not to try not to bend. Try not to let your values have um, enough flexibility that it hurts you. Well, so I think that the last one that really, really stood out to me, and, and it, it didn't occur to me, Ryan, until I think really after we started startups.com, yeah. is how do I want to feel? Yep. Right. And not to be too new agey here, right? Maybe it is, but uh, I, it, it turned out it was actually kind of the most important one. Didn't realize it at yeah. the time, but I think because we aligned on, on the other two, that this one right. started to really become obvious to us. And I'll give you an example. You and I get an opportunity uh, to help founders all day long. And like, like I said earlier, I love helping people. I actually really, right. really enjoy it. And I can't tell, I can't tell if it's selfish, like, hey, if I'm helping you, but it makes me feel good, like, am I really just doing it because it makes me feel good? And, and does that make me a bad person? Be honest, I don't care. Either way, I'm helping you. And it makes me feel good. So, <laughs> and it makes me feel good. Right? It's <laughs> it a wins win, all win. around. Yeah. yeah, right. And so I started to kind of dig into this more and more. And I started to think about um, how do these things make me feel? For example, yeah. right? Um, when I'm helping people, it makes me feel good, right? When I have a lot of people that I have to administrate and deal with minutia and bullshit, right? Doesn't make me feel good, right? Yep. 
as it happens, I, I, I don't even know the count. I have a handful of direct reports, right? And everybody else handles everything else because I really suck at it. And it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't right? make and you Those happy. two things go yep. hand in hand. Yep. And so there's no reason where we can't start to say, when I come home at the end of the day or when I look back on my career, how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel like I help yep. people? Do I want to feel like, you know, I didn't get wound up in a bunch of stuff I hated? And what if, if I could be in a job, I'm more specifically create a job because we're not just in a job. If I could create a job that made me feel awesome every day, what would it look like? Why don't yeah. I just focus on that? Right. And maybe it doesn't matter if I have the Uber for whatever, right? Maybe it depends. If I can find something where everything checks the boxes or gets close enough to it, isn't like kind of that the idea? You know what I mean? You would hope so. Right. But again, I think, um, you know, it's funny. I'd, I'd like to get your take on this, but this feels like more of a recent problem. Um, this feels like a problem post romanticizing the startup versus the entrepreneur, right? Where all of a sudden we saw these astronomical outcomes and that became the bar, uh, right? That became rather than the high watermark. Right. That all right. of a sudden it was like, I've, I've, I've got to beat Zuck or like I suck. Right. Like I, this is, I, I'm, I'm no good at this. Right. We've either got to, you know, go big or go home. We've got to, we've got IPO or, or it doesn't count. Um, and again, it just goes back to like, you're using the wrong yardstick to measure this thing. Um, but you know, I, it feels like more of a recent problem to me because I remember at the, at the time, you know, I was starting my first business roughly around the same time you were starting yours. These weren't discussions, right? There wasn't any kind of third party expectation that I was trying to live up to. Like I, I had like the New York stock exchange, right? like that was the only other companies that I had any objective measures on. Right. Nobody was talking about sure. fundraising at that point. Like not where I was, not where I was in the world, not the people that sure. I was surrounding myself with. Um, and so this feels like more of a, of a modern challenge, um, that we, that we get these, these metrics wrong and that we start to measure ourselves in ways that are not only, not productive for the founder, for the business, but can actually be quite harmful um, because they lead us to making, you know, decisions that are counter to our own desired outcomes um, or what we, what would be our desired outcomes if we had spent enough time to actually think about what those things were. Well, if we knew what we wanted the desired outcomes to be, like again, how we wanted to feel or what we wanted to avoid or, or you know, what we specifically would, would love to do all day, then we could start to actually like, ha like the idea would start to find itself. I know that sounds silly, but that's actually how it happened. So for example, one of my, my things is I was trying to like, you know, ideate on this a bit was um, I want to do whatever this, whatever I do next, I want it to be whatever I would otherwise do on a Saturday, right? Yes. The idea being that like, I'd, I'd be doing this even in my free time, even right. if it wasn't paying, right? Now that sounds awesome. Right. And I would argue that probably doesn't apply to most people. So I, I, I'm not going to be one of those silly people that says, oh, you should, you know, do, do what makes you happy and everything will follow. Okay. Maybe. Um, right. But for this one, it, that, this is actually what helped me. This is actually what got me to where I needed to be. And I was like, well, what, what would I want to do on, on Saturday? I was like, well, I love to go to dinner with people. I'm a super outgoing person. It turns out most of the people I'd always find myself going to dinner with that were interesting were founders. Founders. Because yep. founders always have so much shit going on and they have big ideas and they're fun to talk yep. to. Um, and they're very committed. And uh, and I was like, well, that's cool. Like, okay, so 
I guess my idea is going to dinner with founders, right? <laughs> as silly as it is, right? And, but I started to build on that more. And that's actually where our founder group product came from, right? Yep. I was like just doing that naturally. Actually, they were dinners. I was having all these dinners with founders. And I was like, well, damn, how do I get paid for this? And, and, right. and I'll give them credit. It took uh, you 20 uh, years to turn it into a product, but you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Nogger, the uh, CEO of Startup Weekend, ex-CEO of Startup Weekend, uh, worked with me for like a year and a half to kind of develop this, to figure out, you know, uh, what this is going to be. Um, and in that, in this case, it became founder groups, one of the products that we built, but it was yep. simply like, Hey, this is actually what I want to be doing all day. So how yep. do I do, how do I get paid for it? Or how do I let what I'm trying to, to, to get accomplished, um, guide me to where I want to go. Yep. Right. And what was awesome about that is it for the first time in my life with startups.com with founder groups or anything else we've done, it didn't feel tortured. It didn't feel like I was trying too hard. No. Right? Felt very natural. Like, this is what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know exactly what the business is going to be yet. Yeah. But, but I know exactly what it needs to achieve. And yeah. I know exactly, you know, uh, all the metrics around it. So let me start something, right? For us, if you recall, you know, that was fundable for us. Fundable.com, yeah. our fundraising platform. Yep. And it was like, okay, that's not exactly, you know, what we think it is. But it'll start the, the wheels turning. Yeah, and I think got a lot us moving, of people, right? We right, helped right. founders. It started with that, right? It started with yeah, the idea that we wanted exactly. to be able to, talk to check founders, some of the boxes, help them with things that they truly didn't understand that we did, right? Right. And and that got us moving. That got us moving west, right? Yep. And and that was enough. It it was. And so what I would say is for folks that are trying to bang their head against the wall with the, the next new big idea, right? Looking for the big idea is a massive waste of time right? Especially if your big idea takes you a direction you're not even trying to go, actually makes your life way more miserable as it did for me for like 20 years. Right? Yeah. What I would say is the focus should be, what am I trying to achieve? What is this mechanism going to try to achieve for me? And once we start to really identify that and really lock that down, we'll find that some of the paths we were considering were actually the wrong paths. They weren't going to yes. achieve any of those things. Any of those and things. that we did ourselves a huge favor by avoiding spending five or 10 or in my case, 20 years of our life <laughs> pursuing paths that went yep. nowhere. So when we're starting out, when we're first looking at how to build this next great company, let's start with what we're trying to achieve. Let's point that toward our North Star and let the rest of everything follow along behind it. All right, so that was fun. But let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but, you know, Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online, like, all day long, pretty much talking about every startup topic you could think of, from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics, so you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to Groups. Dot startups .com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit, and let's just start having more of these conversations.